back to Getting Along With Me, Noah Hill. I am your host. Hope you're having a good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you are listening to this. It has been a pretty quiet morning. Woke up, made some sourdough toast for breakfast, along with some overnight oats. Some pretty good. I do like half cup of rolled oats and then some cut strawberries or like blueberries in it. And then I will also do some like plant-based Greek yogurt in there and top it off with like a little bit of oat milk. Chef's kiss. Amazing. So yeah, we are back in the, we were back in school and it just went so fast that spring break. And you know, I felt like I was like, yeah, I'll get like so much done. And I did, but there's just never enough time, right? Which is what I will be talking about today, time. But before we get into that, let's talk about some life updates. Arizona is coming up way faster than I anticipated, but I am very much ready. It'll be so cool to explore somewhere new that I've never been, and I just know it is going to be so fucking hot there. My co-host of my other podcast, 2 by 35 Connor, went to college down in Arizona and told me, like, you just fucking, like, cook alive there. But thankfully, like, every place has AC. Like, it's kind of a, a norm down there compared to, like, places like here in Oregon. It's not normal to have AC, but I think that's changing, at least from what I've seen with the people that I've known. But yeah, super excited for that. My last quarter, the absolute home stretch for my college career. And I couldn't, I'm, it's very bittersweet for me. You know, I love the fact that I have met so many incredible people. And I also love that I have amazing mentor and instructor. You know, he is always pushing me to do better and better myself. And there's so much I've learned from him and still want to learn from him. So, yeah. Speaking of which, if you are a 2023 graduate, feel free to hit me up if you listen to this podcast or if you know me. And I would love to take some sweet grad photos for you. I have mine taking my own. Shocker. But it will be super fun. I have to order my cap and gown. But grad photos are really fun. You know, sometimes people will get like... A bottle of champagne, you know, and like do the whole spray, like where you shake it up and like spray it all over the place. Those make for some really fun photos. I've had groups of friends make like an entire afternoon out of it, you know, where like it'll be like four to six of them and then we'll make like an afternoon of it. We'll do all theirs, you know, same day, same location, you know, we'll do like an outfit and then their cap and gown and either do it like at their university or college or even do it like somewhere else at like a really nice park with a gorgeous view or if like it's a college in the city we'll do it overlooking like the Seattle skyline and whatnot but really looking forward to that I am scouting locations for where I want to shoot mine for this coming grad season so It'll be really fun. You know, I've shot in Tacoma a little bit, but, you know, I'm always looking for new locations to freshen up my my own work, to say the least. But with all that, let's tie it back into what I wanted to talk about for today's episode. And that would be 
time. I've talked about time a handful of times, but didn't on this podcast, you know, where I did like my No Time to Die episode, where I talked about like James Bond, and I've talked about like other times I feel like. Anyhow, so for this episode in particular, you know, it's very, how do I put this? These past couple of weeks, especially over my break, have been relaxed, but also frustrating to me. And the reason being is when, you know, I set out to do photography full time, I was very, still am, very hungry, very passionate, still am. But in my head, I had just pictured it a different way, you know, where we want things to go a certain way, but they end up not going that way. And it can get frustrating, you know, so I was, I was really anticipating having like a busy season uh, this spring. And while, it, you know, the season's still pretty young, it could still happen. But the way I had, you know, things planned, it was going to be like I had weddings to plan for down the line. And then I had a couple of mentorships that I was going to do along with like uh, some headshots and portrait sessions here and there. Long story short, like, some of them fell through, and the one bummer about, you know, doing this full-time is, like, this is your paycheck, so you you literally have to make it work unless, you know, you have different streams of income, you know, which I'm working toward. Like, I have this podcast, I have, yeah, that's about it, really, but (laughs) um, we're working at it, you know. From this to potentially being like a a subcontractor as a DOP on different projects just to really diversify my income so that way if I have a slow season then I can, you know, have other things to fall back on. But I feel like one of the things we can all relate to is feeling like we don't have enough time, you know, or there's just there's either it's either there's too much time or there's not enough time you know and the thing that's been very resonating with me is like a duality between having too much time and not enough i have too much time to be planning my website and all that but then i have not enough time trying to actually be going out and getting leads or second shooting for people you know and part of that is just because you know, I'm, I have school, so I'm, I have priority and obligations to that over, you know, my photo business for the time being, but then once I graduate, obviously that will change, but it can still be frustrating having, and having its ups and downs, you know, I mean, as I mentioned, I I anticipated having a really busy spring season, but things just don't work out, and it happens, you know, I feel like there have been more times than not where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do like an episode today and then it'll get away from here. Like, oh man. And then we just get caught up like in this cycle of like, man, why didn't I do that? Just getting frustrated and discouraged from, you know, trying again. But, you know, thankfully I'm working at it and I hope you are too. And here's some things that, you know, I could share with you from what I've learned in trying to better manage my time but also like planning for when things don't go according to plan if that makes sense you know 
kind of meta, but something I definitely learned is to be very loose in terms of like your day-to-day schedule. You don't need to plan out like every little detail because at least in my case, if something would not happen at a certain time or I didn't get something done by a certain time, I would just be really frustrated with myself and very, you know, down. But by me now just being like, okay, well, what do I need to get done today? And that will have like priority. And then it'll be like, okay, well, what would I like to get done, but may not have time to get to. And then the third category would be like, okay, what would I like to do? you know, if I had time, but I'm not going to be bent out of shape if I don't. And so now I'm at a point where when I'm writing my to-do list, I'm like, okay, well today I need to get done, you know, recording a podcast. I need to get done editing this shoot. I need to get done sending out this gallery. I need to get done answering these emails. And then like, okay, what would I like to do, you know, after this, that is the next most important. I'd be like, okay, well, I would like to tidy up a little bit, you know, tidy up my place. I would like to, you know, just go through my hard drive, make sure everything's labeled property properly, backed up, and where it's supposed to be. And then it's like, okay, well, what would I like to do but not get out, bent out of shape if it doesn't get done? Well, I would like to cook dinner, but if that doesn't happen, then I'll just do takeout. So, you know, just really being more relaxed with it and not being like married to a schedule because then like if something were to come up and it would kind of throw my schedule out of whack it would be a little frustrating but it's like all right well now I got to do this but I was wanting to do this and you know one of the many benefits of going to school at least in my case has been understanding better time management because when you're taking like a full course load working full-time you know, whether it be for a company or for yourself, then you're really spread out thin. And it's really, you know, overwhelming at times until you really find a process that that works for you. So now it's like, today I took the day to work from home. I'm still going to get stuff done for school. I have, you know, another podcast to do that is important. And you know, it wouldn't be smart for me to go down to Tacoma for like an hour and a half just to be back up here, you know, back up north. But, you know, it, it's a push pull trial and error type of process. So, you know, just figure out what works for you. So to kind of piggyback off of what I've been talking about, here is a couple of tips that I could offer to people with juggling school work in like a home life. You know, the first tip I had already established was to keep a loose schedule and categorize it by must do, would like to do, if I get to it. And the next piece of advice I think I could offer that would be extremely helpful is if you have time to cook like a day or even like an afternoon to cook to really just hammer out a meal you can make for like the week or like a couple of days because I feel like when, especially me, when I'm really in the zone for working and getting stuff done, trying to find time to eat is damn near impossible. And like, 
you know, it's, it's important, you know, food, food is fuel, but at the same time, it's like, so is also the work, but you need the fuel to do the work, but then you'd have to take a break, you know, this whole dichotomy. So finding time to like really plan out your meals has been extremely helpful, which is why like I can be kind of boring in terms of like what I eat. Excuse me. So for example, like for the morning, it's pretty straightforward. It's usually like some kind of toast, whether that be sourdough or a bagel, and then either overnight oats with everything I mentioned at the beginning, or like a protein smoothie. And it's just something I don't have to think about. I always make sure that I have what I need, you know, stocked for whatever, either one of those two. And then another thing that I found incredibly helpful to tie into that is to grocery shop like in bulk. So if you're going to a grocery store and you are, you know, just getting one or two things, I would highly encourage you to like shop for the week and not like shop as you go. Because if you try to shop as you go through your week, then, you know, that's taking time away from like your homework, your relaxation, or, you know, whatever else you have on your to-do list. So meal prep, shop in bulk. Next is to block out time for studying. Super straightforward, you know, but when we're at school and we're like, oh yeah, I'll study at home. And then you get home, scrolling on our phone for like hour and a half to two hours. Next thing you know, you're like, oh man, I should probably figure out dinner or lunch, you know? So for me, what I found helpful was to dedicate time to study. And what's been incredibly helpful to me was actually like having an actual study space. So like I never study at home because I know the second I get home, the last thing I'm going to want to do is be productive for the most part. Cause I don't really have an at home office yet, but I am currently working toward that. But you know, by having a study space where you can like maybe turn on some lo-fi study music, have like a couple snacks nearby. So that way, if you get hungry, you don't have to figure something out, you know, and you got like your little notes to review or you have flashcards you can study in a space that's going to, you know, not interrupt you and not be too distracting is so, so beneficial. I have found, you know, at our main campus, we have like these dedicated study rooms where people can just like shut the door, you know, and hash it out. Sometimes people will study in groups, sometimes students will study solo, but having that, you know, and eliminating those distractions is so incredibly helpful. So that way, you know, if I were to have a test coming up or a presentation to do, I wouldn't be cramming like the night before in order to, you know, feel prepared for the presentation or the test. And speaking of preparation, to tie into that in terms of time management, the more you prepare for something ahead of time, the less stressful it will be. You know, like whenever I do presentations, I mark on my calendar like when it the actual presentation is. And then we did this for like my last quarter because it was all project-based. But essentially what you would do is you would write the scope of work you would have to do, a timeline for that scope of work, and then go do it, you know? 
And one of the unfortunate things about, you know, school in the U.S., I can speak for, I can't speak for everywhere, but for the most part, they don't really teach you, like, how to study, I've noticed. You know, Connor and I have talked about this a handful of times and how it's kind of wild that a lot of it's just memorization in terms of like, oh, memorize these terms, memorize these formulas, memorize, you know, X, Y, and Z, memorize this process. And they don't really teach you to be like, okay, well, here's how you like review and like actually remember all of that, you know? So something I like to do is block, you know, additionally to block out time, but for presentations, I like to have a timeline for what needs to be done when, and then usually I'll dedicate like at least two days to rehearse, you know, and I, I time them and I record them. So that way I can check where I'm at for where I'm at for time because presentations, at least at my level, um, or at least where I go to school, I should say, not my level, where I go to school are timed and it's a very strict but loose timeline. Like there's a minimum and there's like a, a loose maximum, you know, so it's important to at least hit the minimum. You know, when I was in my winter quarter, my fifth quarter doing presentations, they were, all had to be a 15 minute minimum. Because if you didn't reach that minimum, that was almost like a guaranteed fail because it, it reflected on your work. And additionally, in like this industry, whether you're going to be, you know, working for an ad agency on a film set or you're a photographer like myself, you're going to be giving loose presentations, maybe not to this extent, but you're going to be, you know, marketing, selling a product, a service or yourself you know, to a client or potential client. So being able to be well thought out, well articulated and well prepared really helps for the long run. But yeah, so blocking out time to rehearse is incredibly helpful. So that way I can see where I'm at. And then the second day is like really running through it. Day before the presentation, I am not rehearsing at all. Maybe I'll like look through my notes, but I don't want to over rehearse it to the point where it's not like organic you know, to the point where it just feels very scripted, robotic, and non-energetic, which is what I learned from, like, doing these podcast episodes, which is why I think doing this has been helped me become, like, a relatively comfortable public speaker for the most part. Like, for episodes, I just have, like, a loose outline of what I want to talk to. If you go back and listen to some of my earlier stuff, it's almost a little bit robotic in the sense that I was hitting, like, bullet points a little more like precisely compared to like the more recent episodes were a little more free-flowing laid back and I can kind of you know get into little side tangents if if I wanted to so like just like this episode I wrote down a handful of notes and came in with an idea of what I wanted to talk about and here I am it all started out with time and here we are talking about tips to manage your time as a college student but I digress what really sparked me to make this episode was, you know, not only my own experience in the sense of how last quarter went and how my college experience has been so far, but also in the sense that, you know, not everything goes according to plan. You know, I was anticipating having a couple of episodes in the back catalog at all times since spring break because I had time to re- sit down and record them, but that didn't happen. So now we're back to doing this like week by week, you know, which is okay. And, you know, there's always going to be hiccups no matter what you decide to pursue because like the only thing that's consistent in life is inconsistency you know 
And for me, at least, I can say, despite not things going the way I had planned, I'm still feeling enjoyment and fulfillment in pursuing, you know, photography and podcasting full time. You know, I think with the last quarter and this quarter being very workload heavy, I, I genuinely consider taking a break, but then, you know, it just takes me, you know, booking a photo shoot or it takes me starting recording of a podcast to remember like, yeah, you know, it's, it's all worth it to me. And one of the things I want to leave you with before I get out of here is know that everything you do in college is for the future you it's for the long run so don't keep kicking the can down the road you know because I was guilty of this back when I was at UW and back when I was in high school a little bit you know it's like I'll, I'll, I'll get to it you know I'll get to it but the more you kick your can down the road the more it's like the, you're just making your workload heavier down line whereas if you spread it out bite-sized pieces makes it you know miles easier with all that being said I think we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you guys so much for coming to hang out for another episode. My recommendation is going to be check out my other two podcasts, Blue Collar Camera. You know, it's where I record and talk shop about photography, what I've learned, what I'd like to learn. I'm super excited. I have a my first guest for that podcast in the works right now. We're just ironing out scheduling details, and uh, I'm excited to to do it. 2 by 35 Um yeah, that's, I don't even know if that'll be out by the time this comes out, but 2 by 35 with Noah and Connor, it's uh, my buddy and I's podcast, we have a great time making it, it's just, uh, we have a lot of details to iron out before we, like, launch it, or launched it, I don't know when it's coming out, anyways, my journal prompt is going to be, how can you loosely manage your time a little bit better, and what makes you feel fulfilled, you know, what fulfills you when you're spending time on it or you know what i'm trying to say anyways that's gonna wrap up the podcast be sure to follow me on instagram my photography account at noah hill photography if you are looking for a wedding elopement or a portrait photographer please feel free to reach out hello at noahhillphotography.com or fill out the inquiry form at my website noahhillphotography.com just got done you know retouching it and re not rebranding but like you know ironing it out a little bit more so i'm really happy with the way it looks be sure to check out this podcast instagram at getting along pod and thank you guys so much for coming to hang out for another episode i love you and i will talk to you in the next one goodbye